Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. Today is February 6th, 2020. I'm still on that Mahomes magic, and this is Queer All Year. Hey, y'all. This is Kat Jones, like I said in the intro, and today is February 6th, 2020. I'm joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer, Mick G. Join the Facebook group! We're serious. Join the Facebook group. Our Facebook group is awesome, and it is called Queer All Year Fam. And that's tied to our Facebook page, which is just Queer All Year. And if you just go out on Facebook and search for that, it'll come up. It's the one with the really pretty rainbow text and stuff like that. Um, And we are also Queer All Year Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And I am actively trying to use that more often. I am not much of a social media understanding person i understand that there was a thing called vine and then everyone moved to something called tiktok i hear those are video things uh there is also something called a snapchat sometimes i think mcg snaps stuff Mm, i guess yeah he know he understands what that means i had a snapchat thing set up when i worked at a quality house and it did not nobody cared and it's probably because I didn't know how to do it. But I know how to do Twitter and Instagram for, I think. Instagram changed their algorithms, didn't it? But I think I can do it. Um, we also have, speaking of ratings, um, you can go out and rate us and subscribe anywhere you are listening to this podcast. It would really help if you rated us on Apple Podcasts because that is what boosts us up in the ratings in places that people can find us um if you could give us a five-star review we'd really appreciate it because i hear and have researched and believe that only five-star reviews count when it comes to apple deciding whether people like us or not and um i'm not sure if the other reviews just tank us i'm pretty sure the three-star review or three-star rating we got probably tanked us a bit and i still have not heard from you person if you are listening please tell us how we can increase your rating your enjoyment what caused you to get a three star rating out of us because i am very interested in making this great for all of you um if you think that this little homegrown grassroots ridiculous little passion project is worth the dollar five or fifty of you you know uh you can head out to patreon.com slash queer all year pod and donate there and you will get access to our bloopers at the one dollar level you will get access to bonus episodes uh, at the fifth dollar fifth dollar five dollar level along with the bloopers and no matter how much you donate out there you will get to contact us and tell us about the most important day in your life and your name if you would like to give it to us or we can use a pseudonym and we will talk about it on our audio history book that's what i'm calling this right audio history textbook thing and so you will be in history forever or until the world spirals into the sun or until podcasts uh collapse which i think they've probably hit the boiling point but um 
listen to our podcast. We'll be here until the bubble bursts. So, um, I think that's it. So we'll go right into the stories. Um, yesterday, you'll remember that we were talking about some raids on bathhouses in Canada. And that's what I call it, is Canada. Don't, don't at me. Don't get my DMs. I, I know what I'm doing. It's Canada. You are our hat. Um, so, yeah, so we were talking today about some bathhouse raids that were about, like, almost a decade later, I believe. So, originally, the raids were to, quote, clean up before the Olympics that year, which isn't really an uncommon thing, you know, cleaning up, um... Generally, cleaning up means getting rid of the things you don't like that you think the rest of the world will find unsavory. Um, in Russia, that included, you know, the gays and homeless people and stray dogs. And for the record, when I said stray dogs, Ike, the doggy, did not like that very much. He got upset. So, um, I won't talk about that anymore because... They did not kill the stray dogs as far as I know. And I don't believe in dog killing, so I'm going to choose to believe it didn't happen. Do not tell me that it did, or I will probably have to send you a video of me having a panic attack and you get to know that you caused that. Okay. So anyway, uh, that was 76, wasn't it? Um, if I recall. seven uh, In 1981, on February 6th, um, there were... Over 3,000 people who took to the streets to have a demonstration about the raids of three bathhouses the night before. And um, they arrested almost 300 men. And I do not think this was anything to do with Olympics or anything. It was just, they were just like, eh. So they, they again were trying to clean up the area. Um, Cleaning up last time was Montreal. Cleaning up this time is Toronto. And do you want to know what they called this cleanup effort? Operation Soap. Operation Soap to clean up Toronto. What are you doing, Toronto? Oh, gosh. That was horrible. I, I Oh, my gosh. It's such a freaking pun. I hate you. Um... <laughs> So, the protest blocked traffic for hours and is known as the Metro Riot, which I enjoy. I enjoy any riot with a name. That's fun. Well, you know, positive riot. Um, and the police responded to that by conducting even more raids. And they were like, we're going to scare the homos into not being homo no more. But actually what happened is everyone was like, this is beyond not cool. And they had even more demonstrations and lobbied even harder for LGBT rights and eventually it just kind of like I said before annoyed people enough that they started looking into maybe making legislation about equality way late in the game um that will be for stories in the future so I know sometimes I give tons of spoilers about things in the future but I'm gonna actually not drop dates on that one um so now we're gonna move down to texas and uh boy you would think there'd be a lot in texas and i'm pretty sure there is 
but I am researching one at a time because anything in the southern states, sorry guys, but I can't just sit there and research anything about the southern states, you know, I gotta take it one at a time because y'all, we're halfway south, so I get it. I don't get it, but I get having to do one at a time, y'all are. Anyway, um, so in 1907, the Texas Court of Appeals had to issue a ruling on a case called um, Brown versus the state, or Brown versus, uh, I think they called it Brown versus Texas. It was really hard to find um, information on this one. I finally found some court documents that I found through a reference in a book on Google Books, which I found through a reference on a website that I wasn't sure was legitimate, but it took me to a book that took me to an actual court case. So it worked. Um, but so they had to consider whether the sentencing of a juvenile, who I assume was brown in this situation, they had to just decide if the sentencing um, of his conviction of sodomy was appropriate as set forth by the law. And so this juvenile was under the age of 16. And the law stated that sodomy carried a sentence of not less than five and not more than 15 years. And I am saying years, years in prison, five to 15 years. And the law had no provision for juveniles or anything. So basically, if you were a juvenile, 5 to 15. If you're 90, 5 to 15. Again, that's years. That's not months. Uh, and it's not even for, like, assault or something. It's general sodomy. Makes me want to hit someone. Um, but so, since the defendant was a juvenile, the, um, the jury instructions in this case were actually given that they could consider moving the sentence down to two years no less than two years two two years out of the life of someone under 16 i just coming back to that just, mm. so they could um sentence to two years instead of five since the person was a juvenile and um so the the court of appeals had to decide if the jury instructions were uh in line with the law and if it was okay for a juvenile to be given um a lower sentence based on being a juvenile. Um, and so the courts, I mean, this is crappy, but I understand that they have to rule according to the law. So they can't just like make up a new law unless it then gets appealed to whatever, you know, court makes the laws, but the court of appeals has to rule based on the law. So it can't just say, nah, I don't find this cool dudes. It's not... No, so they had to say that there is no provision in the law for lesser sentencing for minors. So they reversed the conviction, or they reversed the sentence, and had to send it back to um, the lower court, which means, well, he was remanded, to, they were remanded to the lower court, which means um, that the conviction wasn't overturned, but the sentence was. So he had to go through a whole... A whole another sentence, sentencing phase of a trial. So his sentence was overturned. So he had to go to the trial again, and like he he was convicted, he was guilty. Give him a. I I do not know what came of this. Um, 
because, like I said, it took so long to find these court documents. I couldn't find the second trial sentencing phase at all. But, I mean, I assume so he had to get no less than five and no more than 15 years. I am hoping he was sentenced to that five since the jury before had said two. Um, I would hope that, like, before the sentencing happened, somehow a law got changed saying, no, wait, no, 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 that's cool for juveniles, we're getting rid of just all of that. Or for anyone, we're getting rid of all of that. Five years for sodomy? Like, no, I mean, unless it's in the course of something terrible, then no. But, like I said, couldn't find it. But, speaking of terrible things, I have another story today about Oregon. And I always thought of Oregon as kind of Oregon or Oregon. You guys, we say Oregon here. We we out here, we say Oregon, Missouri, all that kind of, you know. Um, it's Oregon, right? Oregon? Oregonian? How do you guys say your state? I'm saying Oregon. So, in Oregon, along with 33 other states, there used to be um, mandatory sterilization laws. Eugenics. Um, so, what it was, was um, uh, if you were in a variety of people that the state found to be undesirables and they didn't want them to contribute to the gene pool, then you were forcibly sterilized. Usually they would put you in a mental asylum or a state-run facility of some kind. You know, like, literally, one flew over the cuckoo's nest was kind of, they, they talked about this in there. Um, and so the law said um, specifically um, those who are feeble-minded, insane, epileptic, habitual criminals, moral degenerates, and sexual perverts. Um, and so the mentally deficient, you'd be put in, you know, like a one in a cuckoo's nest state institution. And um, if you wanted to leave, like if you, if they decided that you could be discharged before that happened, you had to be sterilized. That was a condition of leaving the institution. You could not leave without forced sterilization. Um, the, um, it, I guess I didn't put them all in there. Rapists and other insane people, which I kind of like rapists and other insane people, were included in a vaguely worded section. Um, and it was, it, it encompassed like everything from like, sexual deviance to like I, i'm pretty sure bipolar people were in there and that part of the law um specifically really targeted homosexual men and they were the they were like the biggest targets of the discrimination women couldn't be a gay or lesbians or queer at all they just um they were crazy and then they were put in the crazy places and then if they wanted out then they had to be sterilized so i mean huh so on February 6th in 1918, now this was put officially into law. It had been there for a while, but it was like hardcore law in 1917. On February 6th, 1918, um, the Oregon Eugenics Board, which sounds really, <laughs> uh, made a ruling in a lawsuit that was brought against them by 
a man who'd been convicted for sodomy. And um, he was like, I don't, I shouldn't be sterilized. People, you should stop, please. You should stop. And um, so their response to that was basically like, um, I mean, okay, we'll like stop kind of, except, you know, you can opt out of the sterilization. You know, we're going to do it, but you can opt out. Even though the law explicitly said that it was a comp it was compulsory, and they really did not listen to you if you opted out, and also your family members could decide um, whether you opted out or not. So if you tried to opt out, they could just go to a family member and get their signature and be like, "Your person needs to be um, not able to have kids," and they would just sign it because they were like, "Yeah, that person should not be having kids," or whatever. And uh, then you were sterilized, um, either chemically castrated or I, I assume physically. Uh, they probably had fun with that. People are awful. Um, you could appeal the um, decision to force, forcibly sterilize you within 15 days of being sentenced to it. Um, but if you couldn't do it within 15 days, or if your family members blocked it, or if they didn't accept the appeal or whatever, then, like, too bad, so sad. So, yeah, the, um, they also included moral perverts in there, and, uh, that, I've been thinking about that word, moral perverts. That, what on earth? There's just so much you could put in there. Just so much. And they also have the word insane. There's just so it's just like at their discretion, I think. You know, um Oh my gosh, I just forgot his name. But one that one of those big uh great Gatsby guy. Mm, whatever. He put his wife into an an insane asylum and um I don't know if she was sterilized, but yeah, she was considered insane, and I'm pretty sure it's just because she liked having sex a lot, because I don't remember her being anything, like, dangerously insane or anything. Um, so you know, you know what is tied to this? Um, so you know how Germany in the Nazi era used to sterilize people that they didn't like? Like, a lot of times the mentally ill, uh, physical, um, physically disabled, which they called it, well, no, they called it other things, it was terrible. Um, anyone, anyone they didn't like, really, especially the Jews for a long time, but then also anyone they didn't like. So their eugenics was called Lebens und Vertes Leben, which I think, Lebens und Vertes Leben, which means life, unworthy of life, I believe, which is like, that's a big gotta unpack that um so the german eugenics movement was directly inspired by california's sterilization example because like i said there were 33 states that had these sterilization laws california sterilized more people in one year than all other states combined i don't know what california was like upset about but they did not want people having more kids. So the people that Germany targeted were prisoners, which in Oregon would have been like habitual offenders, degenerates, which um, a lot of times includes homosexual people, dissidents, which is not 
defined at all. It's just, you know, their discretion. People with congenitive cognitive and physical disabilities, including people who are feeble-minded, epileptic, schizophrenic, manic-depressive, cerebral palsy, muscular dystrophy, and deaf. Cool. And then idle, insane, and the weak. And I'm pretty sure insane was in several of the, like, I like how Germany spelled it out because everything else seems to have just been, you know, like the, uh, the moral pervert, whatever that means. Um, so, um, eugenics leader C.M. Goethe, or could be Goethe, because he's from America, but it's Goethe if he's German. He visited Germany in 1934, and then he bragged in a letter to a colleague, You will be interested to know that your work has played a powerful part in shaping the opinions of, a, of the group of intellectuals who were behind Hitler in his epic-making program. Everywhere, I sense that their opinions have been tremendously stimulated by American thought. I want you, my dear friend, to carry this thought with you for the rest of your life, that you have really jolted into action a great government of 60 million people. And that, of course, is very ominous these days. It's like a calling out, like, I hope you remember this forever because you did a terrible thing. But the note was actually, you've done this awesome thing. They are just like sterilizing people left and right. And, you know, I I don't know if they're gassing people yet, but boy, can they not have kids. And um, that's uh, so that's just a little tidbit for anyone who didn't know that uh, Germany modeled their eugenics program off the United States, which I, common knowledge to me, but maybe not everyone, you know, not everyone spends like, you know, half a day researching stuff for the LGBT community while watching uh, Nazi documentaries, I imagine, hopefully. Um, so to, uh, to, to get out of that little funk right there, I'm gonna do some stuff. I'm thinking of putting in a new segment where I just talk about stuff in South Dakota. <laughs> you're fine, South Dakota. No, you're not. But um, call your call your call your senators, please. Um, so one thing I'm interested in is that um, and trigger warning for um discussion of suicide. But um, this is like suicide prevention. Um, so. South Dakota has one of the highest rates of suicide in the country. And, um, can't, can't call you on that, you guys, because Wichita, Kansas has the highest suicide rate of, no, second highest of all cities in the country. So, can't alt your whole state, because we have a horrible, horrible problem in that city. And, uh, boy, that goes deep. But, um, so... The South, South Dakota has created a strategic plan to reduce suicide in their state. They, um, it's a suicide prevention efforts are most effective when they are guided by a strategic planning process. Which, I don't, I mean, yes, you gotta have a planning process, in, but that just makes me feel like you're just, I am a political statistic or something. Um... And so what I kind of wanted to discuss with this is that um, based on South Dakota's track record, I highly doubt that one of the demographics they're going to take into consideration is the LGBT community. Um, they shouldn't be taking the general population as a whole 
into consideration, of course. But, I mean, like, they need to take several little areas into consideration because it's not going to work for everyone. And I really, really highly doubt that the LGBT community is going to be one of those areas. Um, even though we have... The suicide rates in the LGBT community are are upsetting. Just upsetting. And the transgender suicide rate within that is mind-boggling and horrific. And I'm sure those of us who are under the queer umbrella understand, you know, why the suicide rates are so high. But they are almost never taken into consideration, especially for a whole statewide plan to reduce suicide. Um, so I would say, um, again, I am sure we have lost all our South Dakota listeners. Um, but if you've, if you've, if you're here and you've stuck with me this far, um, maybe call your, I don't know if it'd be your senator, but, um, you can go out to sdsuicideprevention.org and figure out who um, in your area would be the person to talk to about who to consider in this plan that they're developing and um, ask if they are including LGBT, especially youth, in that, you know, in their statistics. I hate, I hate being reduced to a statistic, but um, because... That's really important, and I think um, it's. I think right now in that atmosphere, it's either being deliberately left out, or just kind of just like not even. It just blows over their head. And oh, all right, there's suicides there. Um, so I would say, yeah, just be vigilant on that, and make sure that your community, your family, right there, is being taken into consideration and taken care of because that's our that's our job as a family because no one's going to take care of us so we got to take care of each other um and you are all very important in taking care of yourself of course you know self-care take care of yourself and then once you are in a place where you've taken care of yourself and can help others Take care of your community around you because no one else is really doing it. So you are a big important part of that and that makes you a big important part of history and we love you.